0: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, Tirec.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, that's the way tire buying should be. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every day from sunny, and it is absolutely beautiful sunny Southern California. Welcome. Welcome in. All right, we got a lot of stuff to go to get to. I know you you heard Dan Byer and the update on all things go- going on, including more coaching firings in college basketball. <clears throat> this show is brought to you by Las Vegas, one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas. The greatest arena on earth. Uh, plan your trip today at VisitLasVegas.com. It's um, <laughs> a funny text you got there, uh, uh, j too Things I can share and things I can't share. Um, so here's what's happened with Baker Mayfield in the last 24 hours. And none of this, by the way, is surprising, I think, to Baker Mayfield, no matter how he may act like he's shocked by what he saw right the fact is that that we had to know that baker they hadn't picked up his fifth year option everybody's kind of lukewarm on him you know they said he'll be back but nobody actually thought he would definitely absolutely be back and once they once they get caught talking to deshaun watson i mean it's it's over right so he pens a Fairly heartfelt, um, Was that be, would that be a text? Would, would that be an Instagram message? How would you determine that one? To, what would you determine that to Think, be there? If I'm not
5: mistaken, Dan, didn't he put it out on Twitter? He kind of typed it up and then did a screenshot and then put it on Twitter.
6: Yeah, and I, I, was it in Notes? Because that's a popular yeah, one as yeah. well. It was like a, a Notes screenshot. <laughs> Which, by the way, I still have my first line in Notes and like, sixteen font bold and then the rest of it is in ten font normal. I have no idea how to change that. But yeah, I think it was a notes post and then to social media.
1: Yeah. yeah. So um the post basically says I love you Cleveland, but the team doesn't love me back, right? Is that is that is this a fair uh well it was to with, the city of Cleveland. It was to the city. Of yeah, Cleveland. to the this is not to
6: the team. This is to the city No of I know, Cleveland. but this is saying yes.
1: I love you Cleveland. Yeah. This is it, this is not about me and you. This is about the team not not being in yes, yes, that's what that's what I read from it. Yeah. Okay, so how'd it land with you, Byer?
6: I mean I, I just I don't know why you send a farewell letter uh, if you don't know if you're leaving or not. Um or it sounds like the the guy that's about to get dumped and so he's like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna write a letter to her and this is gonna change everything. Um, and while it may not change the Browns' mind, it may it's, – listen, it's not going to curry favor with the Cleveland fans anyway, Because, but that's what's going on in Baker Mayfield's mind. He thinks that this could uh, either curry favor or at least uh, – it just didn't seem like a, a thank you. It seemed like it had ulterior motives in a deteriorating, uh, deteriorating relationship.
1: What would you think there, uh, Jason Stewart? I
6: like what Dan
5: just said. I didn't even think of that. It's almost like uh, I know she's going to break up with me, so I'm going to send a mass text to all her family and friends so that when she does dump me, she looks like the bad person. That's exactly what this was. Uh, so when they let me go, it's their fault. I thought it was real Gen Z. It just filled with guilt. Um, and, and, I mean... Again, I'm the old guy here. I have I have a son that's around his age, and it's like one of those things where you're like, you didn't have to do that. Why did you do that? But that's what they do nowadays. What's what what what? Who does what? Gen Z does that. They they does have what? this. They want they kind of want to make you feel guilty. They they have to they have to woe as me this moment instead of just kind of manning up. You know, from our our generation, the old the old dudes.
1: Uh yeah, I I think. I I think Baker thinks he was done wrong here. And I guess what's, I mean, and and, and what you'll get from people is, and you'll get from, uh, you know, somebody who's a pro Baker, like, hey, look, he played hurt. Okay, he played terrible. <laughs> you know, like, he played terrible. The, the idea that he's going to react to a news of the day on social media is pretty much the most Baker Mayfield thing ever. You know, just, it it just is. He, he just massively overreacts to anything, you know, to people who troll him. Like he can't – and, and, and look, I, I'd be lying if I'd say I'm not as guilty as, as anybody in terms of – I do the same thing at times with social media, right? You, you let it kind of consume your life at times. But nothing that he tried to control on social media ended up the better because he tried to control it on social media. This is just another example of that. Is that making sense to you guys? Like, I, I I, worked it out in my head. I'm like, you know, if you liked Baker Mayfield before, you're still going to like Baker Mayfield. If you didn't like Baker Mayfield before, you're not going to like Baker Mayfield because he puts out some mass group text, right? You're still going to go like, yeah, dude, I, I like you in commercials. I just don't think you're that good a quarterback, which I think is what most people think. You know, the, the, the different opinions about his personality are about his personality, but in terms of... You know why he would, why you'd want Deshaun Watson? It's just Deshaun Watson's better than you. That's all, and you haven't shown to be good enough. Am am I missing anything? No. Yes. I don't think so. This This is where we are, though, as kind of a society, especially athletes. Right? If you're going to put your name in the transfer portal, you can't just put it in the transfer portal. You have to make an announcement on social media, and then always have. With that being said, (laughs) they all have. With that being said. With that being said. And then I was, and then I have to I'm going to reopen my recruitment, or I'm going to be in the tra- transfer portal, like, OK, you're allowed to work out without videoing it, you're allowed to transfer without video. you're allowed to vacation without videoing it, and you're allowed to get usurped or cut or traded or moved on in the NFL without a, uh, a video thanking you uh, or without some sort of pronouncement of thanks to a city." Sometimes you just leave. Sometimes you just leave. And and I think the
6: quarterback position just as a, a whole on movement has just completely changed. It's done a 180 in the last decade, not only for average to below-average quarterbacks, but for also great quarterbacks. And I know Watson's situation is, a, is obviously unique with the civil cases still facing him. However, they there seems to be a time, Doug, that I, I thought that a quarterback like Baker Mayfield would would need to take that next step in the offseason and then they would just start over. Now they just replace guys if they're better than they are. And and that's where I think like there's this I mean, Baker Mayfield in his four years in Cleveland. Is probably had two bad years and actually two good years. Uh, good year being 2020 and his rookie year when he came in. I think that they ex- he at least exceeded expectations in that time, but it doesn't take away from the f- the fact now that teams can go out and get guys that are better and in a position that used to be untouchable is no longer the case. And I don't know if Baker Mayfield is um, you know hip to that idea, but I think that's what we've got in the NFL right now that it's actually not personal when you're trying to upgrade with a top-tier quarterback. But we just don't see it that much in the NFL.
1: Correct. Correct. I, I, again, I think if it's anybody, if it's Kirk Cousins, you have the right to be offended. If it's Jared Goff, you have the right to be offended. But it's... I, I don't even it, know if it, you
6: do. I i mean, if you're just trying to get better... I mean, this is the conversation we have with Tua as well. Yeah. Like, you know, like, we're, we'll give him... Miami maybe a pass if they were going to bring in Watson, but it's just of trying to get better at that position because it covers so many holes that you have in a team, and we just that was that was unheard of a decade
2: ago.
1: No question, but I would also say that part of this is the rookie contracts. You know, they they change things. Sure, yep, right. They spent they they speed up how quickly we transition to a rookie quarterback. Baker Mayfield's a perfect example, uh, but we it also speeds up how quickly we move on from them. You know, because if you pick up that fifth year or you sign to a new contract, that's real money and you're stuck. And so the Browns, they made their what you know, what you now know is the Browns are not kicking the tires on Deshaun Watson. They're done with Baker Mayfield. That's it. That's that's what happened yesterday. Something we thought we now know. That's that's the the takeaway. Um, And, you know, Baker Mayfield wants to be traded to Indy like that's great. It actually has to happen first, or Indy has to want him back. That's maybe the other part.
4: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! Coming!
1: Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio, reminding you that Fox Sports Radio's Million Dollar Bracket Challenge is powered by Indeed. That's right, the Million Dollar Bracket Challenge. If you fill out a perfect bracket at foxsportsradio.com, you'll win a million dollars. And you can compete against Fox Sports Radio hosts and fellow listeners. So even if you're in first place without a perfect bracket, you still get a 48-inch ViewSonic HDTV. That's right, a 48-inch HDTV will be yours, sponsored by ViewSonic you can fill out your bracket now until 11 a.m. Eastern on Thursday morning at foxsportsradio.com. That's foxportray.com to fill out your bracket and to get official rules. Uh, Diana Rossini just tweeted out that even if they don't get Deshaun Watson, they'll consider other options for Baker Mayfield. That's basically what we were telling you last segment, which is forget about the story is not Deshaun. The story is Baker. Baker's done in Cleveland. From Jim Trotter, are the Niners in on Deshaun Watson? Not at this point. It's some, It's not something they are pursuing, but there could be a scenario in which that changes. Let's explore how. First, Deshaun and his team would have to drive the bus and create the an environment which the 49ers believe they have a credible shot at landing Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson and his team would essentially have to tell Houston he will only waive his no trade for San Francisco, and privately, DW, uh, Deshaun Watson... Uh, has expressed an interest in playing in San Francisco. Then Deshaun Watson and his team would have to broker a deal knowing that San Francisco does not have the draft capital that Houston desires. It would become a, a big a game of chicken. Deshaun Watson couldn't threaten to sit out a second season, but would he? Joe Banner will join us in a second. I mean, like, look, they, they have the capital. They absolutely have the capital to make that happen no question asked they have the capital and the capital being either Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance right like but the question would be could they trade both of them to acquire enough draft capital to make that move it just feels highly unlikely and it feels like San Francisco they kind of made their bed by drafting Trey Lance and making this transition and it's gotten a little murky you know and the only reason that Houston would want to do that deal would be If they, one, had an infatuation with Trey Lance, which I don't think they do, or two, they felt like they needed to do it to get Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't think they do that either. And they may think they have a quarterback on their hands. But I don't think the Niners are are the destination that uh, some believe. Is it possible? Yes. Is it going to happen? I don't think so. Joe Banners, our guest, of course, former executive with the Eagles and the Browns, founding partner of the 33rd team, a football think tank consisting of former NFL head coaches, GMs, graduate students, creating an in-depth analysis on college and pro football. You can follow them at the 33rd team FB. Joe, let's, let's start with Aaron Rodgers. What do you think of the fact that Rodgers, last year, it seemed like a foregone conclusion he'd be gone. Instead, he returns for what looks like the biggest salary in the history of the sport.
8: You buy a lot, <laughs> you know we're talking uh, over twenty percent you know as as people probably hear that I mean those of us that work in the league, we evaluate contracts based on the value of the new years, and if you did that, his value of over sixty million dollars. <laughs> we used to be asking, you know when is football ever going to catch up with basketball salaries? Well, guess what here we are. <laughs> we just blew through them um you know great for him and deserved, and people should understand that Packers will have a healthy. Charge to their cap when he's done playing. In the meantime, the structure of the contract and the dollars in the structure will allow them to be very fluid and put together a very good team around him if that's what they want to do. So, you know, this is the right way, in my mind, to play your cap and your roster when you're at the end of an older, outstanding, maybe best ever quarterback. So I applaud what they're doing, and I think they've got a shot here in the next couple of years to really uh, take advantage of the
1: opportunity the contract presents. Um, can they get How do you think they get Devontae Adams done? Well, it's going to be hard. I mean, realize, part of the problem
8: here, and again, I maybe making this more complicated for people, but when Hopkins was traded to Arizona, contrary to what I just said a minute ago, the contract was treated as if it didn't exist, and that was part of the terms of the trade to get Hopkins to go along with it. So if you... If you look at Hopkins' new contract, it's like twenty-three million dollars a year. If you look at the overall contract, the way I just described, we usually do, which is the value of new years, it's actually twenty-nine million dollars per year. It's almost thirty percent higher than the next paid contract. So you can bet that this is the this is the root of the struggle they're having in the negotiation. Obviously, the player and the agent want to take the deals that are most easily interpreted to their benefit, and the player and the team wants to do the opposite. Now, what really throws a little monkey wrench into this is the Kirk deal that got done. That could be as much as $21 million a year, because it's easy to say Hopkins is an aberration. Until you start to see other deals that actually make it look like maybe it wasn't an aberration. So I'm sure the Packers were really upset when they saw that Kirk get done. I'm sure Hopkins, I mean, uh, I'm sure Adams was happy. I still think there's no reason that they don't get this deal done, probably more than the Packers wanted to. But that's where the market is now, and they need this guy, and Rodgers needs this guy. And if I'm going to be right that they can take advantage of the next two to three years and be holding that trophy, they need to make sure they get that deal done.
1: Cleveland talked to Deshaun Watson. Baker Mayfield basically says goodbye on social media. Um, I mean, I think we all knew that everybody would kick the tires on Deshaun, but was it wrong when you already have a quarterback to kick the tires on Deshaun?
8: Well, as long as you've thought through the consequences. I mean, to me, Deshaun is a top five quarterback that gives you a chance to be in the Super Bowl conversation every year. I mean, obviously he doesn't win it for you, but he's so good at such a difference-making position. This is how I read it, and I'm not sure they're wrong. They're telling us that they think that if this forces Baker to take a position where he's not going to be a viable member of the team if they don't get Deshaun Watson, I think they're telling us they think they can still win almost as many games and be almost as successful with Case Keenum as their quarterback. Because otherwise it makes no sense. And I've always been a big believer in actions speak louder than words. So let's forget what everybody's saying. They knew. They're smart people. They knew they were risking destroying their relationship with Baker by doing this. They knew they were a long shot to get Watson. And we know what's left out there. Garoppolo, Mariota, It's going to be costly pickups. Remember, Keenum played to Stefanski in Minnesota, and they were very successful together. So I think that's what they're telling us, is that if it doesn't work out, they hope they can reconcile with Baker. But if they can't, they're comfortable with going forward this year, at least with Case Keenum as their lead guy. And they'll pick up somebody, some other veteran, maybe one of the guys I've mentioned, like a Mariota type guy, to create some competition. You know, to be able to play go forward if Baker get hurt again and compete. But I think what they're telling us is that they, they hope that they don't this doesn't lead to a match with Baker, but if it does, they've thought about that and they can live with the consequences.
1: Um I I think he's meeting Deshaun's meeting with Atlanta now. I don't mm-hmm. know I I don't know Deshaun well, but I do know that um that uh I I do know that when you grow up in Georgia and the Falcons and Mike Vick like th- there's a cool factor to that there's a that's who got me playing football or watching NFL football. It feels like to me that makes at, makes Atlanta kind of the odds on favorite to be cuz he can pick where he wants to go. Do you think is that is that a fair assessment to make?
8: Yeah, I mean I I'm not as targeted on Atlanta but I helped Atlanta a few years ago with a search for their coach when they hired Dan Quinn, Arthur Blake, you know, Rich McKay, the other people they brought in here. These are really, really good recruiters. They're really smart. They're really sincere. They'll put together a very good plan. There's no chance, in my opinion, that Sean doesn't walk out of there they're very impressed. Now, what makes it a little more complicated for me than what you just said is I think a realistic assessment of the Falcons is that they're ways from being able to compete for a Super Bowl. Whereas if I look like a team like New Orleans that I think has a really strong defense an outstanding defensive line, which to me is the key, get me a great quarterback and a dominant defensive line, I'm in the Super Bowl conversation every year. So I'm kind of thinking Atlanta and New Orleans are kind of the two most likely at this point for the reason I gave at the end there. But he's going to be very impressed when he walks out of Atlanta. It's a smart organization. Arthur comes across, and he is. Uh, very sincere, very honest, very straightforward human being who really wants to win. So he, I think it's going to be a lot tougher decision, maybe than he imagined before he went in there. Uh, maybe if he was just looking at kind of the rosters and the status of the teams, and he knows he's got an offensive coordinator and his head coach, who's already proven that he can design a very successful offense to take advantage of what Deshaun can do.
1: What um, What do you think of of what the Commanders have done? in their quarterback decision.
8: Um, you know, I have to just be very direct. I don't it's not what I would have done if I was in the decision making seat. And I want to qualify it so it don't just sound like a know it all rewriting history. I thought Wentz was a good pick when they made it. I thought they were smart to extend the contract when they did. I thought when the Colts traded for him based on his relationship with Frankie, he had a chance to kind of get himself back on track. So my history is not good on predicting Wentz, but You know, you've got two of the smarter teams in the league who had had to actually pay a huge price for him to not be on their team. And think about that for a second. Eagles took almost a $30 million cap hit rather than keep him on the team. So we shouldn't be pretending, even if we don't know everything that's going on in the locker room and his interactions with the team or the coach or whatever, that there are not some really, really significant problems. Now we put that together with watching the tape. He is just not making decisions and playing as confidently as he did when we saw him first come in the league. And we've seen that now really under three different sets of coaches because the coordinators, et cetera, changed was in Philadelphia, so I'm kind of counting that as two, and then he moved to Indianapolis. And at the same time we're watching this, we're seeing the Redskins weaken their offensive line. So I'm not really a supporter of, of what they've done to try to solve this quarterback problem. If I were them and I couldn't have gotten Russell Wilson as somebody – and I was really trying to bridge uh, to the time that I could get that quarterback. I would have been more likely to sound like a Mariota type of person, or Mariota and a Bridgewater, let them compete. Uh, because now they're locked into this for a couple of years, and I don't really think that we've seen enough from him to warrant that kind of risk.
1: What do you think about Tom Brady coming back?
8: I was. I think it's cool. You know, I'm not rooting for him to win the Super Bowl. That's already happened enough. <laughs> but he's a great player, and if you love football, then we should cherish getting to see him play. And you know, it, they get a really good challenge on their hands. I say good because when I was in the business, that's what excited me about it: figuring out how to put these pieces together and try to uh, be smarter or better than everybody else in the league. So obviously, they had some free agents that they've lost and few more, they're probably going to lose. They've already started to make some moves to replace them with, I think, some pretty good players. I think Gage, the wide receiver they're picking up here, is a underrated, not a difference maker, but a good, solid player. I'm glad he's back. I think it'll be fun to watch. Uh, and, you know, I give him credit too, because there are a lot of guys that have had careers as spectacular as his, uh, and they don't want to take the risk of going out on a bad note, so they wouldn't have come back to a situation that's kind of as up in the air as Tampa Bay is, and I'm just saying that because of the number of free agents they have, So I'm glad he's back. I look forward to watching it, and it will be interesting to see if they can really put the pieces back together to give him a real chance to win the Super Bowl.
1: How does Russell Wilson fit in Denver? Uh, I
8: think great. I'm I'm a big Russell Wilson fan. I actually think despite his success, he's been held back by Seattle. I mean, I don't know how you give a quarterback uh, a bad offensive line for eight to ten straight years and not recognize the impact that has on everything, your ability to run and pass. And then, of course, they've been very, very conservative. They have one of the lowest success rates on early down passes of any team in football. So I think Russell makes a huge difference there. Uh, Not quite as high on their move with Gregory, um, but I think he elevates that offense very dramatically. And I think it has the ingredients to be really good. The defense also does... Um, but they're just playing in a really, really, really tough division. They it could be massively better and still come in third
1: place. Why do you not like to move with Gregory?
8: You know, we're talking about a guy that's basically not made it through a season and, and, and going back to his college career and through his pro careers. I mean, even last year was his best year. He had six sacks and missed five games. That's his best year. That's a $14 million player. And for three more, you probably could have signed Chandler Jones. For one more, you could have signed Redick. I mean, I'll be shocked. if He's got a five-year contract. I'll be surprised if he even get through one full year without a suspension for his off-field problems or has an injury. I'm just doing it because, you know, history is predictive of the future frequently. And to have as long a stretch as he's had without being able to get through a season for one of those two reasons. And the second part of it to me is how does he – get $14 million. I mean, Josh Gordon, for me, who I actually had in Cleveland, is a similar player in terms of when everything is right, Their talent is irrefutable and significant. But they've had trouble finding even short stretches where they can just clean up everything else and just focus on exploiting the talent they have and benefiting the team they're with. And it usually doesn't go seven, eight, nine, ten years as it has with Gregory, and then all of a sudden it's fine. Now, could it be fine for a year? Yeah. But even that's a risk, and thinking that he's going to play three, four, five years, and all of a sudden some switch came on and he's fine, I just think that's betting way against what history says to do.
1: Completely agree with you. Uh, the 33rd team, what is it, and how can people use it, especially getting ready for the draft?
8: You know, 33rdteam.com, it's uh, it's simple to get on. Um, you know, we have uh, the top names who are former general managers, head coach of the league on a daily basis, breaking down and analyzing what's happening in the league. The very people that sat in these seats not long ago, um, you know, in fact, a few of them recently got hired. Doug Quinn was one of our guys. Doug Peterson was one of our guys. You know, we have some of the best names and analysts out there. Um, so we've got video content, then we've got print content. And if you're looking for insights from the people that are actually sat in the seats and made the decisions, I don't know any place else you can go to get better. Uh, information and opinions from those guys and coming to the 33rd team. Appreciate you giving me a chance to mention it.
1: Always. You're the best, Joe. We really appreciate you joining us. Love uh, love the fact that you you hold nothing back. And thank you so much for being our guest on Fox Sports Radio.
8: No, my pleasure, Doug. Good talking to
1: you. All right, it's Joel Banner. Joe, of course, a former NFL executive with the Browns and Eagles and part of that 33rd team. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3
4: p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
1: Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio.
8: It's
1: Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Check out the latest lines from the World of Sports, The Better Sportsbook, Better Versus D. Trust name in online sports betting. You must be 21, must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call one 800 gambler Let's get to a game. Game
6: time!
1: This is Game Time.
6: It's Game time. On
1: the Doug Gottlieb Show. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Forge Radio. Let's get you to Dan Byer. Dan, what's the game today?
6: Doug, the game today is... Real
1: news, fake news. All right. Real news or fake news is brought to you by Hustler Turf, the brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawnmowers to run their businesses. And for us weekend shows, Hustler Turf is a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. That's HustlerTurf.com. What Beyer- do you got there?
6: Real news or fake news, Doug? Baker Mayfield jerseys are unavailable in the Cleveland Browns online store.
1: Uh, that sounds like real news.
6: You are fake news. No, I made that up. But that would be quite a story if they were. You do have to scroll a little to find the Baker Mayfield. It's not like most teams have quarterback you know, on the first line of three jerseys. Not this one. This had some Nick Chubb jerseys, some Miles Garrett jerseys. You did have to scroll a little bit if you wanted to get the Baker Mayfield jerseys, but you could still buy one from the Browns online store. All right, Doug, real news or fake news. Running back J.D. McKissick was about to go to Buffalo, but changed his mind after Washington matched an offer he was getting from the Bills.
1: Um, Wait, McKissick changed his mind after what?
6: So, real news or fake news, running back J.D. McKissick was about to go to Buffalo but changed his mind after Washington matched an offer he was getting from the Bills.
1: Uh, That's real news. They're real, oh. and they're spectacular.
6: That is real news. Yes, McKissick was going to sign with Buffalo, was not offered a deal from Washington. But then once he gets that offer from Buffalo yesterday, Washington says, well, we'll give you two years, $7 million. He didn't want to leave D.C., and now he's not going to, staying with the commanders. Mm. Okay. Yeah, interesting uh, dead period kind of uh cost the bills a little bit in that one real news or fake news doug texas a&m coach buzz williams wrote a four-minute statement following last night's nit win about how his team missed out on being selected for the ncaa tournament that's real news you are fake news no, this is this is uh this is dirty pool by me oh. it was seven minutes and 50 seconds long that's how long buzz williams took in a post-game press conference after their first win in the NIT to talk about how disappointed he was to not be selected, how he was doing research on the background of all of the committee members, how he had done research over the last two days on how they select teams, seven minutes and 50 seconds, and then this was tweeted out by the official Twitter account of the Texas a and Men's Basketball Program.
1: Man what was tweeted out all, all, the video you're talking about yes i saw the, i saw the video um look i it, it's like what's i don't know what the point is the, the whole idea that he's lost complete faith in the system because his team wasn't selected is kind of silly right like it's really silly look, did i think they should be in yeah i think they could have played their way in but it's like we're going to completely dismiss the rest of their season they are, and and they aren't the first team to get snubbed
6: in the to make it to the NCAA tournament. I, I don't like, know. I I,
1: I I I I don't get it either. I'm I'm with you. I can hear the incredulity in your voice, and it's met with my incredulity. Yeah. Like, like he acts like well, that's it. I'm done. Like what do you mean you're done? Like if they called you tomorrow to have you come fill in? Like look, dude, you you beat Notre Dame. They got in. Okay. You lost to Wisconsin. You lost to. TCU, your schedule's super, super soft, right? And you went through a streak. They went through a stretch where they lost, was it eight games in a row? Or nine games in a row? <laughs> I, like they lost at home to Missouri, I, LSU. I mean, I, I what, do you, what do you want us to do? Like those are real games. You really lost. I, I don't know how you check out their schedule because it's so, they lost seven in a row or eight in a row and then they won eight in a row. So I don't know. They and went, they didn't play anybody.
6: They went 9 and 9 in conference, then won 3 games in the tournament. Right. And so Buzz pointed to their 12 SEC wins. Yes. Now, I like Buzz Williams. I I do. I I I think he's a he's a cool coach. He's a good coach. But this isn't the straw that broke the camel's back. No. Like this doesn't initiate change in the selection committee because Texas A&M was left out. And by the way, I have less sympathy considering they are a power five school right. and have more opportunities than a mid-major would. I, and and I, I don't know why he's so adamant about it. I'm I, I'm even thinking to myself, I'm like, was there a big bonus, you know, for the NCAA tournament appearance? Um, you know, we always hear about these guys and these seniors and, and stuff like that, and the kids that came back for the extra COVID year. But to take eight minutes, almost eight minutes of your time to read a statement and then say, I'm not going to take any questions about it. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Real news or fake news, Doug. Moving on back to the game. Uh, Indiana's charter flight from Dayton to Portland did not depart until four A.M. Eastern time because the initial aircraft awaiting the team was not large enough to accommodate the traveling party. Is the uh is that real news or fake news? Let's go with real news.
1: They're real yes. and they're spectacular.
6: Bad weather conditions over the Rockies forced the delay. Now some band and cheerleading equipment was left behind. That's ending up being shipped to Portland for the game tomorrow against St. Mary's. The Hoosiers finally got to Oregon at 6 o'clock local time this morning. They have St. Mary's tomorrow at 4.20 local time on Thursday. That's crazy. Yes. That's, well. hey, that's what you get with the first four. You get that turnaround. All right, real news or fake news. Tampa Bay Rays are keeping tabs on free agent first baseman Freddie Freeman, according to reports.
1: Um... That's fake news. They're real, oh. and they're Yeah, I wouldn't think it was
6: real either, because you have the Dodgers obviously in, the Red Sox reportedly in, Blue Jays were at one point, but not so sure about that anymore. But the Rays, uh, yeah, supposedly still keeping tabs on possibly being bringing Freddie Freeman in this offseason. And uh, finally... Doesn't,
1: do, doesn't feel likely. No, keeping it doesn't. And,
6: yeah. It does not. And it seems more more and more likely... Well. You know, when you were out last week, we did a uh, we did a psychic, and I predicted Freeman to the Red Sox. Ooh. So, yeah, a little curveball. I know the Dodger fans on the other side of the glass may not want to hear that, but I'm just keeping out hopes, not for uh, any fandom, but just for my pick to be right. Uh, finally, Doug, real news or fake news, the new Saudi-backed golf league The Live Golf Invitational Series announced the launching of eight worldwide events for 2022, including four in the U.S. Is that real news or fake news?
1: Real news. They're real and they're special. Yeah, they're going to go to a
6: Trump course in New Jersey. They're going to play at uh, Pumpkin Ridge in Portland as a scheduled event. We still don't know who's all going to actually be playing uh, in this Saudi Golf League, but they did release a schedule today. The other sites, uh, I believe Suburban Chicago and Boston also. Uh, host, hosting events and uh, for others in different parts of the world. Opening up in London, but yeah, there is now a schedule. We just don't know if there are going to be actual players that we know playing in that Saudi Golf League. And that's, is that important? Um, Listen, the, again, the guys that they were going after, I think were guys who were like, you know what, I may not be competing as much, I may not want to play as much, but the lack of events and the extreme amount of money could make it interesting so i think you could see some name players there but i just don't think you're going to see anything that would by any means rival the pga tour and that's game time
4: that's
1: game huh game time. this
4: is game time on the Doug gottlieb show
1: okay so uh here's what you can take away from we hour one of the gottlieb show one baker is done in cleveland so baker Gets on the market. We don't know about Deshaun. Seems unlikely with San Francisco. Um, what what else? Raiders going out and getting a, getting more pass rushing help. That's interesting. I, I think the Chargers are worthy of discussion. And then you have what will Indy do? Um, what do we make of Tampa? What is Tampa going to do? Because they have had some they've had some departures. Retirements, Even with Brady back, we've got a lot of things to get to. Oh, yeah, plus we have the NCAA tournament, which sort of launched last night. Uh, you had Indiana taking out Wyoming, Texas Southern beating Texas A&M Corpus Christi. So now we're down to, what is it, 66 teams, right? Uh, yeah, and then we'll be down to 64 after tonight. We're still at, yeah, 66 teams. We'll be at 64 after tonight. So there you go. All right, John is going to join us top of next hour. We'll get his thoughts on the Commanders now, on the Colts. Where should Deshaun go, and where can Baker rediscover success? That's next. The Doug Gottlieb Show.